think we just we just jump right in with a um mm. our house mm. in the you, middle of the street our house we're raising our hands but no one at home can see our, our house, house. <laughs> pumping our fists to the beat our, our house. house welcome back to Tad Strange a Gravity Falls podcast about mysteries our house <laughs> Oh, yeah, what yeah. episode did we watch this week? We Our watched um, oh. not not what he seems. The next one <laughs> in the middle of the tale of two stand, season two, episode eleven. No, it's not the me. It's twelve. Oh no! Oh no! 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 We just continued the meme. Our <laughs> Welcome. I swear it's not on purpose. Um, oh, welcome back to Tad Strange, the Gravity Falls podcast. I haven't checked to see if any, uh, if our, uh, if our extreme rivals, extreme. Um, the Fourth Journal, have posted since last. Let me go ahead and take a peek. Um, while I say my name and then you say your name, my name is Joe. Gosh, my name is Matt. Hey there, listeners, old and new. It's your best friend, Trevor. Oh, I thought I was your best friend. Can can I be your second best friend, listeners? Because I'd, I'd kind of like that. I mean, even if you don't want to choose Trevor as your best friend, then I could mm. still be the second best friend to your first best friend that you have now. If you I mean, I th- if you want it. I wasn't I giving I'll... them a choice. Oh. Let's um come here over to my corner for a second, listeners. We're going to talk. You can know, I come? Can I come? No, no, just mean listeners. Uh, it's um, okay, man. We have to we have to take off our headphones, and we can only come back on when yep. yeah, we fine. hear Trevor. Yep. Um, I just wanted to say hi, new guys. How you doing? Hey, old guys. Good to see you again. You know, uh, just so we get it right, I'm the cool one, new guys. You like me the most, okay? And then Joe, and then Matt. Um, so always take my side in everything. And if Mom asks, Matt broke the toilet. Okay, let's go back and listen to the podcast now. Uh, Oh, hey, listeners, welcome back to the cool party time that we have here without Trevor. (laughs) We left him over in his corner. Now it's here to have fun, you and us. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Did you, did mom, mm, you didn't tell mom about the toilet, did you? I would never tell mom about the toilet. Wink. That's Trevor. I'm, I'm loving it. New, I'm trying out some new branding, guys, for the show. Yeah, this is our full pitch for CB. Are we going for CBS? No. Or are we going for sci-fi We're not getting for our network. sitcom? We're I'm not getting going... cable. Oh. We're not getting free. Maybe Telemundo? Yes. I like Telemundo. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's a, it's a JoJo reference. I don't know why I'm doing it here. Because um, you're Joe. Joe? Yeah. Oh, yikes. Um, yeah, so this is a Gravity Falls podcast where we talk about everything <laughs> other than Gravity Falls. I think that's the most um, real thing I've said in any episode, um, which is why I'm putting uh, it Hot now. take. Extremely con- mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. said that about four episodes ago. Yeah. I was listening to it today. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's what I was casually kind of talking about in the... Oh. Sometimes I have thoughts in my brain, mm. and then I realize, hey, you've worked a full day of work. Oh, and then I throw a tomato across my keyboard. I have tomatoes on my desk today. It's a wacky day. Um, almost as wacky 
That's not true. It's, as today this is almost as wacky as this episode is serious. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a pretty serious. It's not without its goofs. Don't get me wrong, but it's a very heavy episode. Like trying to write this synopsis, I I opened it up. I was like, okay, I've kind of gone long on synopsis the past couple episodes. I'm just gonna hammer this one out so I can do it in a minute. But this thing is so dense with like story, with like people yeah. moving things and action and what occurs. I will, oh boy, do my best when we get to it. But holy cow, it, it's just an incredibly so action. It's not action packed like oh explosions. It's action packed as in people going around to like doing different things in their lives. We get the life stories essentially of two characters, which is huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's amazing. There's a reason I think why this episode is a full 30 minutes instead of the normal 22 because he just can't fit that much. I didn't notice that. Technically 29 minutes, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, again the same way that we talked about last week. It's tough to grade just because it is so not the standard formulaic Gravity Falls episode style like you can't grade this the same way you would grade love god or the same way you would grade headhunters or something like that um but i think we still can one thing to know going into this episode is that for us the break between watching the previous episode and watching um this episode was just like recording the last episode of the podcast because I think we said on air we weren't going to wait and we just went and we watched the next episode because it transitions perfectly but originally, there were four months mm-hmm. between the last episode and this episode. So you get the drop of, like, um, that's the author of the journals, my brother, cut to just swinging, uh, like, rusty swings, and then four months of just nothing. I think maybe they released some shorts, but other than that, like, Yeah. Like, like Trevor, I think, mentioned, it was kind of the, the, the mid-season finale, and it, and it was quite a finale. Yeah, absolutely. It was. This would be the mid-season premiere, if that was a thing. Yes. Did you have something, Matt? Um, I have a hair on my shoulder growing out That's of, like, a... That's great. Uh, That's... We don't... Just a My tomato mark. thing hey, was fun. You know, just we don't, it's just a We don't mark. have to talk about this in no. real life. Or on a podcast. No, we I, don't. I usually do it both places. I feel like my desk full of tomatoes was enough personal All right, Joe, for, you, yeah. you've said it probably seven uh-huh. times. Why do you have tomatoes on your desk? You're okay, just begging cor- me to ask you, so now I have. Oh, well, thank you. So normally we grow a bunch of tomatoes, but this year we didn't plant tomato plants. It was just the plants that happened to come up, and they were bad. Oh, <laughs> so we yeah. got like five tiny tomatoes from them. Um, where meanwhile my my coworker had a bunch of tomatoes and so brought in a whole bunch of tomatoes and we're like hey I have a bunch of tomatoes take some tomatoes and so I did end of story and now you're hoarding them on your desk away from your family because you're yeah you're an anti salad salsa and like pasta sauce establishment right wait so you're only hiding raw tomatoes you're, you're hiding all the, the tomatoes downstairs so they can't have them is he like a tomato elitist. Like, they can only yep. be enjoyed I think, as tomatoes. Nothing yeah, else. I think that's a better one. No, or I like, like... Oh, no. What was I the like, of, like, anti-technology I, people in the 1800s? Exactly. Um, 
You're like one of those people, except only with tomatoes. Like, you cannot yep. change tomatoes. Things must be the way yes. that they were I, before pasta sauce was invented. I don't think mm-hmm. you're a purist. I just think you hate everything they're involved in, so you eat them whole out of spite. Yeah, you don't so even enjoy it. Yeah. do that. No, no joke. I, I have a tomato here, and I want to eat it. But I'm not going to, because I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, I... I didn't really critically analyze this episode so much as in I grading. Struggle, yeah. I mean, I'd call it an A, but it's I yeah. mean, it's a very different A. It's very heavy on storytelling and yep. has the the jokes and the gags in it, but the jokes and the gags are absolutely not the like focus or it's not even a half and half where we sometimes see where the plot's moving forward, but then we have, you know, in some episodes really good gags that just fit together, so it's like a half mm-hmm. 50-50 kind of split. This one was so heavy that like the gags they're good but there's so little focus on them because of telling the life story of two people yeah i think that's a fair assessment i yeah it's a solid a maybe a a plus there's a lot i really like in the backstory i don't love the deus ex machina at the end but it's not a terrible thing like it's not terribly done because it's like you said the emphasis of the episode isn't on that it's just on telling this backstory it's not on goops it's not on etc but so that that threw me off a little bit but um other than that it's a it's a nice it's a spicy tomato (laughs) what you think over there trevor yeah trevor my my buddy old pal the best friend of the listeners my man (laughs) tomato can never be spicy if he eats it raw I mean, what if you like? You haven't had breed like, it tomatoes. with like cayenne peppers. Nope, that would like crossbreed that tomato would, and wait, jalapeno. Cross, that would wait. Oh, 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 you're getting onto something. And spicy, uh, like right. like you can make salsa the without the spicy parts because the tomato <laughs> I need is to just stop spicy. This podcast, go get some seeds and get to work. <laughs> I need seeds in a sewing kit right now. I'm oh gonna open God. up both of the seed pods. Put the seeds together into one pod, sew it back shut, and then plant it uh, in the basement. I kind of want to know what would happen. Yeah. Like uh, salsa I tomatoes. I, I, yeah, automatic salsa. It'd grow up and just be bottles of paste salsa. <laughs> and it, would, like, it, it wouldn't even be a plant. It'd just be a cowboy, and he'd have a few bottles, <laughs> and he'd be like, here you go. So he's just, like, holding them. Like, the yeah. bottles grow in his hands <laughs> after he grows. Okay. Any salsa company that wants to hit us up for that uh, commercial will come in. We'll direct the whole thing. Just Can give you, us like wait, wait, thirty thousand dollars to make the commercial. Smash cut. Okay, it's mm-hmm. Taco Night in the Johnson household. But what's cool. this? They're out of salsa. Mm-hmm. Mom has a quick thought. Hey Jimmy, go run down to the garden and get me all the stuff I need for salsa. Jimmy runs down to the garden and he's looking. He's looking tomato. Oh, oh there it is. And he just runs up to a plot. That's just the cowboy standing in the plot with paste salsa, and he hands it to him. And Jimmy's like, thanks, Mr. Cowboy, and then runs back upstairs, because that's how fresh paste salsa is. Get in it and crunch it up. Is that their logo? Do you like our crunchy salsa? <laughs> it's, the, it's the crunchiest. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh. Oh, I hate you, you really had it right till the end. Yeah, crunch it up. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. 
<laughs> what kind of what am I supposed to say? Get in there and cowboy it done? Scoop? Don't don't ride a horse. Ye Kill this cowboy. He's a hybrid plant man and I'm scared of him. Oh. Yeehaw, that's he, some good salsa. Does he wither and die? Does he know he's not a real mm. human? Huh. Does this cowboy hat like open yep. like fully open out when the sun hits mm -hmm. him? And oh, then, like, like closes every day? back up. Like a day yeah. Well, it only, yeah. it only closes him back up when birds land on it, because that's how he eats. Ah. Through his cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's how real cowboys do it, too. Um, I want to hit us with that synopsis. I'll I think we've kind of... synopsis. Yeah. Psh! Ow! That hurt. Uh, ow! Punch cut. <laughs> Just through the... <laughs> Listeners, Joe cut. just threw the tomato at his face. Yeah. Uh, to it's... simulate my fist uh, teleporting <laughs> through about 100 miles. And now we have another commercial, Tomato Fist. But continue. Tomato Fist. <laughs> that's tomato not the vibe fist. I was, uh, 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 that's uh, uh. completely. Are you out of tomatoes for your pasta? Are you out of tomatoes for your bathtub? Are you out of tomatoes <laughs> for your sausage? Tomato Fist. Hey. Hey, hey, tomato fist. Hey, hey. Punch your brother through the internet <laughs> and he'll get a free tomato. I'm pumping him out today. today. <laughs> tomato fist. Cannot use legally. <laughs> it, is illegal. it is illegal to use the tomato fist in the United oh States of America. Opening. Screech, screech. We start on a beach. Screech cut. Where, where <laughs> screech bird cut. Where young preteen stand. <laughs> Where we see young preteen Stanley and Stanford uh, showing their adventuring spirit, finding an abandoned boat inside a cave on the beach. Uh, after the intro, we see uh, Stanley, Stanford, Mabel, Dipper, and Seuss underneath the mystery shack after the events of the last episode. Um, Stanley, here to forward, referred to as Stan, greets Stanford. From here forward, returned to as referred to as Ford. But gets punched by Ford instead. Ford likes Mabel and learns how Dipper has obsessed over his journals. But the government agents are coming for them, searching for them from above on the ground level of the mystery shack. They proceed into backstory. Go into the glass shard beach in New Jersey as Stan and Ford are growing up. Stan being more of a jock um, and Ford being more of a nerd, but... They always stuck together through grade school, junior high, and high school. Ford ends up making a perpetual motion machine in his senior year for his science project, and West Coast Tech, his dream school, is going to come take a look and likely offer him a full scholarship. Stan is extremely upset that Ford could leave for college and abandon their dreams of sailing the world, finding treasure, and getting babes, and kind of goes off into the night, ends up at the science fair, and accidentally breaks Ford's perpetual motion machine, causing the college board the next day to reject Ford as a candidate for West Coast Tech. Ford finds out what Stan did. They fight. Stan gets kicked out when his father finds out, kicked out of his house, and goes on a nationwide tour of conning people out of their money as a shady businessman. Ford, meanwhile, goes to Backups More University, working twice as hard to get a PhD, and received a grant for his research into anomalies, which brought him to Gravity Falls, where he settled and started cataloging anomalies. 
he decided to build a portal to a dimension of weirdness from which all the anomalies must come from in Gravity Falls. His college buddy, Fiddleford McGucket, helped him out, but when they activate the portal, Fiddleford almost gets lost in it, but sees enough that it scares him never to work on it again. Ford is left alone, but sends a postcard to his brother, Stan, after 10, 20 years, after a long while, recruits Stan to help him. But when Stan arrives and sees what Ford has done, and Ford really just wants Stan there to help fix the problem, not because he's his brother, they end up fighting, ending up with Ford falling fully into the portal. Wow, that was some serious f play stan decides <laughs> dedicates his life to bringing ford back searching for all three journals so that he can repair the portal in the meantime stan figures out that he can use all the cataloged anomalies in ford's house to create the mystery shack keeping himself financially afloat as he tries to reactivate the portal and return ford to our dimension oh but hey the agents oh. That's okay, because Ford uses the memory gum, amplifies it, and makes all the agents forget their mission of trying to find them in present day, sending them all away. Ford and Stan end up coming to a tenuous agreement that Stan is able to stay in the shack for the summer, taking care of the kids, and Ford is going to clean up the after effects of opening the portal. But Ford must stay away from the kids, Stan says. That's the thing. That's what happened. Yeah, I... Guys, I hope um, you could follow along with that because, like, it is it is super dense. Like th this one, I, I mean, we've already said it, it is absolutely worth watching. But like, watch some of the beginning of Gravity Falls, like all the episodes we suggested to watch first, yeah. because this won't make a lot of sense otherwise, and it won't be as impactful. It hit. It it still hits. Oh yeah, pretty hard for me. Both both on a emotional level just with the characters and, and knowing Stan's backstory more so, and also coming from a place of, like, spending weeks trying to figure out who the author was. Um, I talked <clears throat> about my theory that it was Seuss. Another theory um, was that... Uh, uh, what's the name of the goat? Um, oh, yeah, I, I forget. I forget. But that the um, uh, 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 Waddles and J Gompers... Gompers. The the theory was that Gompers was the author who accidentally turned himself or was turned into a goat. Wow. Hmm. That was the other theory. I don't remember the full evidence, but um, but nonetheless. Because he's always with McGucket. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. And he is often with McGucket. That's true. He wears he's only in like author. three episodes, though, so it was a weak theory. Ooh, nonetheless. Gompers in a lot of episodes. Really? Like a ton. He's in the background all the time. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. He's only up front maybe three episodes. But. Yeah. Well, I guess which that's is what this. I was talking about. True, true, true. So, it's... Uh, I, I want to know what your thoughts were, especially, Trevor, coming into this. Um, because I've... Well, I guess I've known this for, like... I've known these facts for, like, six years or whatever. <laughs> um, and known about the characters and kind of their motivations. But it's still... I don't know. I, I really like their backstory, and I want to know how much you hate it because <laughs> um, it's bad. So it's... I guess first my guesses on the author were it was Stan himself. Mm -hmm. um, it was someone we hadn't met yet, which that was kind of right. 
Um, and then I did say something not too long ago about thinking it wasn't Stan, but it was somebody who was tied to Stan. Um, yeah, I remember that. I kind of guessed the name Ford at one point because people, certain people say Stan Ford to him. And what yeah. I thought it was is that he was a split personality is what I thought it mm. actually was. I didn't think it was different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew it had something to do with Stan. So I guess I was kind of close. Another idea was that it was Pacifica's dad or somehow mm. related to like mm-hmm. the Northwest family in like an evil idea instead of like a yeah. positive light. Um, I like this episode. I like the backstory. Um, I was talking to Matt a little bit when we were watching it about the comparisons between uh, Stan and Ford and Mabel and Dipper. Yeah, and maybe definitely. why Stan kind of likes Mabel over Dipper at times, and at other times yes, it's yes. just like you need to stop because he sees too much of Ford in Dipper because um, they're extremely similar. So there was that. What else? Um, I mean, it didn't really answer any questions. True. Uh, I I knew that the whole like fake identities things was this. Like, we talked about that last episode because you asked me last episode and I said it was something exactly like this that he was changing names to be able to do different things. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed watching them be kids. Um, yeah. It reminded me a lot. I think. The part I liked the most was after Ford got sucked into the portal. Um, and that's because it yeah. it shows Stan in this desperation kind of thing where he like doesn't leave the house and he's moving in to Ford's house to try to get him back out. You know what I mean? And it shows this really cool. It reminded me a lot of um, an episode of Futurama, uh, the Fry's hmm. Dog episode where oh yeah yeah and fry thinks that like all these years ago his dog gave up on him and just got on with his Uh life but the truth was his dog sat outside for 26 years waiting for him to come home oh and it reminded me of that with stan because stan was like i need to because this whole time you see stan is like a crook but yeah now you notice he's not a crook he was playing a part to be able to pay the mortgage so nobody can repossess the house so that he yep. can go into the basement and work all night long trying to figure out what he couldn't figure out because he doesn't understand any of the science mojo. <laughs> yeah, which I find really cool. I also I find it kind of stupid, though, that he's had the journal this entire time, knows all <laughs> about the weird things in Gravity Falls, but then makes up fake attractions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could have just like captured stuff or like made real attractions based off of the journals and you're over here gluing squirrels together and putting beaks on them putting an That's armadillo on a squirrel yes. and then putting a, a grasshopper head on the armadillo was that what we saw last yeah, fish head or something yeah, fish head something. that's yeah. right yep yep yeah no it's i almost feel like it's because it's not his world and because ultimately, like we saw, no one's actually interested in, like, the actual science things that were there because they That's don't understand true. it. They just want to be presented an idea of kind of the weird um, that's accessible to them and that's that's enjoyable. Um, they want to be um, mystified without actually, like, being drawn in. Um, I was listening to, what, what episode was it where, Trevor, you were, you were talking about kind of horror movies and how there are 
different sorts of people who some kind of enjoy the, uh, the more the more generic horror and some West mystery yeah, yeah. The, yep yep so i guess uh, that's right. two ago um but there are some who like actually are deep into it um and more so enjoyed the more i guess extreme or or like tighter lo- it's a terrible analogy but they're the majority of people just want something that they can digest. If they're coming to like a fun mm-hmm. shack in the woods or a weird one, they want to be a bit creeped out, a bit unsettled, but they want to understand what's going on. Um, and ultimately, Stan couldn't explain any of the things that he captured, even if he did capture them. True. Um, so it's easier for him to lie than to tell the truth. Um, his whole... Uh, I like the explanation of his backstory, both of him as a, um, I guess, grifter um, and as a, you know, money-hungry person Mm -hmm. um, being explained, number one, by the fact that, like, his brother was the smartest kid in school, and so it was a lot easier for him to just cheat off of his brother um, than to, like, actually put in the work to try to kind of get smarter. Um, And then also the fact that he got kicked out of the house because he wasn't bringing in money. Mm-hmm. Like, because he ruined the family's possibility for good finances. So, his whole goal in life is to prove them wrong, and to make a ton of money, uh, in whatever way, like, he has to do it, um, just in order to prove, like, his dad wrong. And to prove that, like, he was worth something. Um, even after he was rejected by everybody. It's, it's also telling on how fond he is for, for the kids, for Dipper and Mabel, um, and how uh, Stan's just value of family as people who shouldn't betray each other um, and who should stick together through it all is, but also who should like have goofs and all that all that fun stuff that we saw in the previous episode family is a family and money are the two things that Stan <laughs> seems to care about and he's literally dedicated his life um to those things but primarily to his family that that he spent what 30 years in this house just to try to get his brother back yeah um there is i also <laughs> a really cool thing that Matt pointed out um, during the montage sequence where he's becoming the man of mystery. Yeah. Um, because Stan's disconnected from his family, he kind of built his own with mm-hmm. Wendy and with Seuss, specifically with Seuss, mm. because the walls around the mirror, when he's like changing his costume up to the mm-hmm. point where it's who he is. Yeah, um, the time lapse <clears throat> thing. Yeah, the time lapse. He has nothing on the left side, and on the right side is employee of the year and it's him yeah um, the month the month and it's employee him. of the month and, and then it's stanley it swaps to employee of the month and it's seuss and then it goes to employee of the year and it's seuss and on the other side is <laughs> dipper and mabel uh which i thought yeah. was cool because you know what i mean he never lost that like want to be with his family he wants a close-knit relationship with people and it yeah. bothers him that he can't have that yep and even if he has this gruff exterior, he still has a, a softness inside, especially for his family. One huge thing that I didn't notice at first is on the mirror, he has all the way back from like season one, when Mabel is in like a sticker craze, um, yeah. she slaps a You're a Star sticker mm-hmm. like onto his face on or something. Mabel, right? 
I think. That sounds right. And that sticker is now on his mirror, which he looks at every morning when he gets dressed and, like, uh, ramps himself up to go out and be charismatic and stuff. Like, he sees the you're a star thing, which is really sweet. There's also two pretty cool things kind of showing that, not that he never forgot about Ford, but that he brought what he had with Ford to Dipper and Mabel. uh, And Mm. that's the Pines, 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 Pines chant. Also, in Gobbler Wonker, uh, he names his boat the Stand of War. Yeah, he does. So it was cool <gasps> that, that exactly mm-hmm. when he finally did have a boat, he named it the same thing <laughs> he wanted to have with his brother. And now that episode makes so much more sense to me. Yes. That wow. he just wanted to spend the afternoon with them, and they yep. went spend the afternoon in the boat with him. They went and did other things that had to do with science and monsters and mystery. And it makes so much sense why he was so unhappy. Because it's reminding him of Ford. Yup. Wow. Which is good. There's some good in here. The, this really whole good. episode is basically a like a love letter to everyone who's watched. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it it's so like melds with everything that's come before it. And also, um, is it's fun. One thing I wanted to touch on is the just amount of whenever it cuts out of like the telling a backstory, they just fourth wall break. Like, yes, all oh my the gosh. time. Yep. Um, like starting off at the beginning, wh- Mabel. Well, I guess we're trapped down here. Who wants to tell us their entire backstory? I. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Seuss. I'm hoping all of this aligns exactly with my fan fiction. Otherwise, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. And then. Uh, coming back from commercial break, Mabel with, oh, this story is so sad. Yes. Uh, and then finally, Seuss at the end, I was so spellbound by your story, I forgot all about these guys. The, the impending crisis. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's... <laughs> oh my gosh. It is such a... Um, after those... I think those four months were really good for this episode coming together. Um, and just... It's really cool to see because they're not like pandering to the fan base and they're not like uh giving into their demands if that makes sense which like some sometimes a fan base can be almost toxic in it and demanding of like this is the way that the story needs to go but they they address that straight up of like i hope this is aligns exactly with my fan fiction just poking fun at all those sorts of things and at least for me diffusing a lot of um a lot of things that could have come up. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a lot of disappointments. Because with this reveal, you're always going to have people disappointed. But ultimately, the fact that this show, it's not a normal reveal of a show. Of like, this is a twist um, halfway through the season that's going to change the show for the rest. It's not like a random uh, thing thrown in that might be in like a, I don't know, comic book movie or a sci-fi movie or something like that. Where it's just like, oh, there's this new thing you didn't know about. No, this has been the entire like purpose of the show yeah. is to figure out who the author is and like what their backstory is. And all the things were laid out there. Like there's a reason why the majority of the fan base was pretty sure that Stan's brother, number one, Stan had a brother and number two, Stan's brother was the author because it's all there. I th- and you give people enough time, they figure it out. I think I mentioned it last week that in the original pitch to Disney, that was the pitch that these twin brothers, one had been sucked through mm. a portal, the other one was trying to get him back. And his niece and nephew, or great niece and nephew, came and was living with him in the woods. 
And now mm. this is because the story, even though it's very different, able focused is actually very Stan and Ford focused. Yeah. It's just Dipper, Dipper and Mable are our surrogates. So we're not yep. following Stan the whole time. We're looking through Dipper and Mabel's eyes, seeing their stories as Stan's story unfolds around them. Yeah. It's almost like, um, it'll do another Star Wars analogy, uh, how uh, scene in retrospect of the original trilogy is the story of Anakin yep. and like more so than anything else. Um, even though it's, the protagonist and the main character that you see is Luke in the same way. Yeah. Dipper and Mabel are the primary characters, but honestly, like, well, no, I can't even say that because Luke is even an audience stand in. Yeah. Because he is a character who knows absolutely nothing of what's going on. And you're supposed to not know what's going on either. And as he learns things, you learn things. That's the whole point. So it is in the same way, you know, this is big bad guy. And then the big bad guy's actually your dad. Spoiler alert. I don't know. I I think I identified more with like the little Scuttlebot droid on the Death Star. I I really felt that character as I was watching. They're the main character of the entire. No, uh, no, I don't think they're the main character. But like that's the audience standing Mm. right there. The the little Scuttlebots. You know what I mean? I think Chewie's the audience standing. See, I was gonna say that first, then I was like, mm, "No, nah, I don't want to do that. Let me go more obscure." Yep, no, Aren't we all just scuttlebutts? It's just chewy. <laughs> <sighs> so I, one thing I like, kind well, okay, it's bittersweet. So it's weird to say that I like it, but the the fact that like Stan and his brother aren't chummy, chummy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could have been, I'm sorry I've been lying to you this whole time, but I need to get my super rad brother back. It's like, oh, bro, I'm so glad to see you. But, like, you instantly subvert that by, brother, it's like a punch. And, yeah. And so it just completely cuts that off. And it, like, I. There is, so there is one thing that bothers me about this episode. Okay. Well, there's actually two. One, the biggest thing is Ford walks through a portal with a super sci-fi weapon on his back, wearing a trench coat somewhere else, coming through as this dimensional wanderer. Mm-hmm. And then we get a story about the last 30 years of their life. Yes. Okay, cool. I like the backstory. I'm glad we got it. But you don't walk through a dimensional portal and not yeah. tell me what you're doing on the other side. You know what I mean? It. it that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really answer any questions. It's just kind of like, okay, let's catch everything up right now. Here we go. And it's, so I guess we can have that story later kind of thing because they don't want to have to stop and sit down and do this story later. Yep. I'm just like, please, I want to know. This episode was good, but you didn't tell me anything about Ford because he falls through a portal and you don't yep. tell me what happened on the other side of the portal. Yep. The other thing I didn't yep. like was the memory eraser. Yeah, Deus yeah. Ex. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely a Deus Ex. Yeah. You get rid of um, two powerful characters that have been hunting you the entire series by yeah. using a memory race that you just happen to have on. That Dipper's just carrying in his backpack <laughs> for whatever reason. Oh, by the yeah. way, it can be used through sound frequency now. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, at least you, you did something. You airbendered them like Legend of Korra. Gosh. <laughs> um... Well, I, see, I was going to say something smart. Maybe I'll work my way back to it. So that's something like so two that, minutes ago, I was going to say. a lot of dumb things in between yeah, here so, and there. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to work back. I know where I'm getting. I'm going to work backwards. Can you, yeah, say sound, it all, sound, can you say it all backwards? 
Um, yeah, you can do that in post, right, Joe? Yeah, you got um, this. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll just reverse the entire episode. People schlippity, will love that. Schlippity, schloppity, bop. That's what mm-hmm. sounds work like backwards. <laughs> um, I, so the the totem that it the sound comes out of the totem, which is which is weird. It's super Deus Ex, but it's the same totem that we got like Time Traveler's Pig, um, Mabel smashing her head up against when she didn't get waddles. It's cool. It's sort of a callback to that. Not necessarily in, uh, explicitly, but I mean, it's cool to have object permanence in cartoons. Um, however, going back to what I originally thought, we do know what Ford did in the uh, alternate universe. Um, he got stronger than Stan. Because like the first thing he did, Stan was like, we'll fight it out and then Ford just immediately pins him and stands like don't think i'll go easy on you as he is completely in like a submission hold um so we we do know that ford has turned from being the uh, physically weaker of the brothers to being now at least the more skilled in <laughs> like hand-to-hand combat of the brothers because he's just like immediately pin- i loved that scene was gr- just funny for me yeah because Stan this, you know, gruff, like, punched a pterodactyl in his nerdy brother. Uh, what did he call him? Um, Poindexter. Dexter. Yeah, yeah. Comes through and just kind of immediately pins him. Which he also called him in the last episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. That's what he called the author, which is really cool. Um, very, very so let's see. There are a few things that... I love connection-wise that are more explicit, like more meaningful than just the totem thing. But before we get there, I'm going to say one thing at the beginning I didn't like. How did they get sunburn inside of a cave when they took their shirts off to make the flags? Because they they pushed it all the way down the beach. The beach was like right so close, though. But the but they're the little kids. Yeah, However, children who I will counter boat. that. I I. I accept no excuses for that. But okay. I counter that by saying um, Stan's sunburn is a little not as bad as Ford's, which gives it just a little visual cue huh. of, hey, this is the more nerdy one. Hey, this is the more physical outdoors one. It's not significant, but it's enough. It's enough where it's the amount where if you don't really look at it, if you're paying attention to something else, you won't catch it. But if you look and you're really looking at the scene, you'll be like, huh. Those are different shades of red, so which I thought was really cool. Again, something that doesn't need to be there. We've talked about this before. It doesn't have yeah. to be there, but it just adds to the, like, this is a more like a living, real thing that you're watching, which is great. It's great. Definitely. I think that's something I really liked about the whole flashback story, though, is that nobody felt two-dimensional. Yeah. It didn't feel oh, yeah. like Stan walking through somewhere with this, like, cardboard cutouts of other people. You know, I mean, the story felt lived in, which was nice. Even like, uh, give me just a few more days, Rico. I swear I'll play off your goons, like stuff like that. Yep. It's so believable. Um, would you guys like to hear my favorite fact from the wiki? Sure. Oh, uh, here's my favorite. It's gonna make Matt angry. This is my. Favorite. I swear, if it's something about a badger again, I quit. <laughs> no, that badger belongs in Europe. This is my favorite. I maxed out a lot there. This is my favorite fact on the wiki. You ready? Um. <clears throat> The high five wasn't widespread until the 1970s. So Stanton Ford's high six and Cram Pelter's high fiving his friends wasn't ordinary, wouldn't ordinarily exist. However, in the Time Traveler's mm-hmm. Prig, Mabel shared a high five with Fertilla Mech, later credited with his invention, thereby introducing the high five in the 1800s. 
Uh huh. <laughs> I don't hate that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. No, I saw that too, and I was like, wait, that doesn't. Wait, wait a minute. So it's like, it will, somewhat to a degree, um, Gravity Falls exists in this semi-real world, or did at the start of the show, mm-hmm. but now that their changes have actually their changed timeline. things. Awesome. Probably just unintentional. But um, all we do here is take unintentional things this and turn episode, them into lore about chaos. This episode, uh, I mentioned last episode had 1.6 million viewers on debut, which was huge. Woo! Uh, this broke yeah. that record and set the highest record for any Disney XD show. 2.3 million viewers, which is almost 1 million more viewers than the last episode, which means that, that four months of just word mm-hmm. of mouth. And I imagine just friends like, listen, you have to watch this. Yep. Yep. Really? Because it finally dropped. Exactly. Prompted like people to come and watch it. The fact that 2.3 million people watched this episode. That's insane. Amazing. I don't think that record was beaten until, like, the finale. Yeah. Um, it set like, a record is all it says for yep, my yep. intelligence over here. <laughs> so, a number two thing, which um, I didn't really dislike, but I'm disappointed that the laws of reality wouldn't allow this to make sense. I wish Nick Offerman could have voiced their father as well <laughs> i do too because like that that line very yeah, frankly is the only way i speak yeah oh it would have been so good it was really good and no uh-huh. discredit to the voice actor there no, no, he did a great fantastic. job of this like new jersey kind of a thing but uh, if only i could see the that. laws of uh, like reality were such that nick offerman could have voiced both of both of them and it made sense but it, it wouldn't have, and they did a great job with that voice. But just that line, very frankly, is the only way I speak. Oh, oh, oh. It's beautiful. I'm trying mm. to look up who that was. It's Jonathan Banks. Like Jonathan Ray Banks, like the infamous actor. Okay. Yeah, I like, didn't notice it was... I think John Wilkes Booth is an infamous actor. I didn't is, notice... Is this guy, like, regular famous, it or... It was him. Oh, you're right, you're right, Matt. I used my words wrong. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Famous actor. I was like, wow, did he like have some scandal? What's going on? <laughs> oh, Better Call Saul. Oh. Yep. The Tangled, Tangled series. the TV series, apparently? Yep. Tangled has a TV. Lego wow. the Incredibles? He, he's also the video game. in Breaking Bad. He's in The Incredibles. He's in The Incredibles 2. Parks and Rack a little bit. Yep. Uh, yeah. A lot. Act, There's a lot of things. He's an ex cop too. That's where I knew his voice from. Uh, he, oh, that that's He it. always plays like a bad guy. He always <laughs> plays like an enforcer <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. But it's, a lot of there's good. a lot of like cop shows and whatnot on his IMBD. <laughs> which is cool. So I mean, I'm, but I'm like, with I, two more things. I didn't know it oh, was him because they just put his name down as John Banks. And I like, I like clicked on it. And I saw his face. And I was like, "Oh my god, wait, that's not, that's someone famous." <laughs> again, this is again like we were talking that's about really the, the other week. These like really famous voice actor, like actors and yeah. voice actors coming yep. in for such small line readings. Yeah, it's insane. Like even, I guess Nick Offerman isn't like huge, 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 he huge, is huge, but he is now. pretty. All right. I would I, say I now, yeah, because Park and Rex took off. He has some stand-up stuff he does. He's really big on Audible, and I highly recommend really? any of his audiobooks. 
Uh, nice. He just he just reads them, and his voice is so soothing and so nice that it's it's fantastic. <laughs> Listen to it. Sweet. Yeah, Parks Parks and Rec started two thousand nine. Ran for seven seasons. So yeah, I guess this was at the height question mark of Parks and Rec. I'm not familiar enough with the whole everything. Um, Matt, you had like thirty five things you were holding back. Oh yeah, thirty five things. Um, I guess first, uh, Trevor, we finally get an answer about the weird cliffs because you brought oh, yeah. that up multiple times. The floating cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> They're, yeah, the hanging cliffs or the floating cliffs, the floating bridge cliffs. between. And that's actually, you know, something that Ford cataloged as an yeah. anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a cryptogram about them. The end about of the, the floating. Oh. Yeah, the end of this episode's cryptogram. My compass goes haywire the closer I get to them. Does that mean what well, I think it does? The answer may be underground. Uh huh. Oh, you haven't seen that episode, have you, Matt? <laughs> What? It's <laughs> on the scene where Ford is writing the page yeah. floating clips. The symbol can be seen in the top right of the journal. The part's covered by his finger. When decoded, it reads. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a mind-blowing episode. I'm going to towards the end. One, one thing that's... Uh, let me see. What, what are we at time-wise? Yeah, we're, we're, at a, we're at a good place to move. Shut it down. Time. All right. To turn Pick off it. everything. Yep. Um, I'm going to drag this gone. file right over to my recycle bin. So I also am going to hold a good conversation topic in reserve. But you oh. go first. Okay. Um, yeah. So what's following up um, just as a kind of overview. And again, this is from memory, so it could be off the same way that I forgot that like Northwest Mansion Noir was right before um, these two episodes that hit hard. I think the way the rest of this show goes, which is insane to think about, there's eight episodes left, guys. Oh, baby. So the, the, the next four are more so classic Gravity Falls. I remember those. Yeah. And then the four after that is basically finale um, and, and ramping up to the end. Um. Mm. I don't know why I said that or what point I was getting to. <laughs> That's okay. Because like season one was like a two episode f- big heavy finale, right? Really yes. Sad. Oh gosh. Yeah. Hey, uh, no. you know what makes me kind of sad is mm-hmm. where I come to. Hey, Stan versus Ford. Which brother do you think is more in the right? Which one do you think is more reasonable? That's the point. I think. If I can. Well, okay, number one, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. I think. Okay. Damn. Okay. Um, but also, like, he's incredibly guilty. And, like, he he didn't take responsibility for his own actions because he... Like, okay, number one, he did ruin his brother's future, even if it was an accident. Yes. He, didn't, it wasn't he never took responsibility accident. for that. Okay. Who was he pounded the table and no, something no. broke? He didn't no, hit no, the thing. No. He well, no, but that's the other thing the too. School, purposefully yeah. angrily walked up yep. to it, hit the table yep. and broke it, covered it yep. up and then covered it up again and didn't tell him. He yep. broke it and then left it. It was not an accident. He's not a sciencey guy. He didn't know that he, he could have went to Ford and told him. Yep. Yeah, he could have. And he did. But he covers the grate back up and then covers it with a sheet. That's correct. So yeah, like, like there, that's the thing. And that's just the, to point this out to point out the contrast yeah. again. We can't be angry at Mabel like during season one and not be angry at Stan here. 
Because it's essentially mm-hmm. the same thing. It's that very jealous, this is what I want, you're getting what you want, and then they yep. accidentally mess it up. And it might just be, you know, it happened by accident, but they didn't fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing mm-hmm. as doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. They went into that area with intent. Yeah. So that's that's where I fall on that, but I think that's that's kind of the point of the whole episode. And that's the thing that I... I'm again, I'm bittersweet about, so it feels weird to say that I like it, but there's like there's not a happy ending, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Because like Stan seriously messed up his brother's future and also Stan very much messed up his brother's future. Like they both ruined each <laughs> other's lives because they were jealous or because they were unforgiving or et cetera, or et cetera, selfish, et cetera. Or... Neither one of yeah. them was in the right, but also neither one of them was in. Okay. Well, they were both in the wrong, but also neither <laughs> yes. one of them were in the wrong. So it's, we're completely culpable for the entire situation. Only yeah. them. And, and I like the fact that there's this kind of, this, the, just these wounds that don't heal. And at the end of the episode, we simultaneously have like them standing and we are looking at each other and having like this genuine moment of like, you, you look like dad and that hits. Mm-hmm. And then mm. directly afterwards for going back to business and being like, you're going to give me my life back when this is done because, and again, not in the wrong because this is his house. This is his life, etc. But also stands like built this thing from nothing and you don't, it's not right to take it from him either. So again, it, it's it's mm. tragic and it's it's tragedy in its most pure form. Um, their relationship and and the fact that neither one of them is really at fault. There were a couple of kids who who had big dreams, and then like reality hit, and reality hit one of them again. Like the Dipper and Mabel comparison, one of them is dealing with reality, and one of them is dealing with fantasy and these big dreams. Um, and eventually they come to a head and, and have to be like, there's, there's conflict that happens, which is what we see over and over and over in, in the episodes throughout the series between Dipper and Mabel. So to see the same thing from um, Stan and Stan or Stan and Ford um, is really interesting um, to, to say the least. Yeah. I think if I can, I'm going to run through a couple things that I really liked about this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of individually, um, the setup of seeing Stan with the toffee peanuts, kind of mm. throughout the beginning yep. part, the fact that they were present in his hands, like you know, that's something that he eats, and it leading to the oh, Ford found the toffee peanuts, and he knows that it's Stan's fault, uh, that kind of a thing. Um, the first con that Stan does is sparked by the memory of what he did uh in order to empathize with his brother at like the prom or whatever when ford asks a girl out and she splashes and it gets purple on his shirt and stan does the same thing it's the same purple color of splashing on his shirt to uh when he is advertising for the uh chamois it's a real sham um (laughs) thing that that was really cool um when he when Stan is kind of at his wits end and doing a scratch ticket and he throws it away and it bonks back at his head, that's good. That's that's <laughs> the kind of like we we've talked about it before of like a duel of the fates small moment yeah. that shows a character and what they're feeling at that moment. 
that's that was so succinct and just very precise as to this is where Stan is at right now, mm. um, which was great. The music leading up to Dipper screaming about the journals is great because yes. <laughs> it's, you know, this build of here's the reveal and then the Dipper scream. Wonderful. Yep. When Another wonderful we were watching too. this in the yeah, living room, break. We yes. were watching this in the living room and Dipper screamed. I thought it was Matt because it's <laughs> it's off. It's off scene. Yeah. And I yep. thought it was Matt just like <laughs> behind me. And I was like, what the heck? It wasn't Matt. It was Dipper. Oh, um, yeah. uh, let's see. We already talked about the uh, mirror time lapse scene. Yeah. That, that was really good. Yep. Um, yeah, th- those were all parts that I really enjoyed that were uh, just from good craftsmanship of of art, which is oh, uh, which is lovely. Um, like last episode and this episode, just production quality wise is outstanding i from the um i I read one review of the uh not what he seems episode and it talked about how the warm color palette um contrasts with like the melancholy tone of the episode and i was like oh okay um (laughs) but but just the we talked like just the all the sunset scenes in that are beautiful and it's beautifully lit yeah so listeners if you're looking for that kind of analysis don't don't come here no don't come here read some stuff online from like legitimate uh reviewers and stuff not a bunch of adults that watch a kid's show and then talk about it for you (laughs) and don't even talk about it we talk about salsa cowboys um yeah, and soon we won't be famous for our, uh, hmm, there's no, okay, I was going to say mediocre podcast to be self-deprecating, then I was going to say outstanding podcast to be overestimating, but I don't know where I stand, <laughs> our at times, our podcast, our podcast, I think is the best way to say, um, Anyways, formerly known for our uh, uh, extreme, there we go, our uh, pr- uh, big word saying that we're the best Gravity Falls podcast. The premiere. premiere. There we are. <laughs> formerly known as the creators of the premiere Gravity Falls podcast. That's two syllables. Yeah. Big word. <laughs> <laughs> but soon to be known as the incredibly rich, uh, creative minds behind the salsa cowboy ads <laughs> that you will see everywhere for the next six months oh boy. Um, i had a place where this was going did you i crashed did you i've it lost can, my train of thought so many times it can also go right to two of the most uh kind of emotionally dense periods um i think of animation that just gripped me of the story that that just gripped That's me it was yeah um which is number one Oh boy, please let me find it. Here we go. Right after Ford gets pulled through the vortex and you get the zoom out on mm. uh Stan. Yeah. And from there all the way through when he goes uh into to, town to buy bread. Into right? town to buy bread yeah. is just so heavy but serious and captivating. Um I yeah. didn't get much sleep that night or the next night. And the couple lines of narration that he does over this animation of him trying like to figure this out film. on his own. Like it is, it's great. <sighs> it is great. So that is fantastic. And 
I don't want to like go to the like super heaviest part, but man, the very end when the twins are in bed and Mabel voices her concern <laughs> yeah. that they're going to mm-hmm. end up like Stan yeah. and Ford hating each other and being stupid and how Dipper says that'll never happen. Only if you're stupider than me or something like that makes a yeah. quip about it um, in a nice brotherly way. But we see Dipper close his eyes and go to sleep and we see Mabel just with her eyes open, kind of looking up at that ceiling, very concerned that this is going to happen to them. That, that also is just kind of gripping um, and not, not in a cheap way, in a earned yeah. way. That's like valuable and, and worthwhile. It's good, man. Yep. Because like I said, for the past couple episodes that they know their characters now like the the writers and they're not just like pieces to be moved around um kind of like trevor mentioned how all the all the flashbacks and stuff are very dense and that the the characters who are talking are not just um cardboard figures but are three-dimensional um and are are fully fully realized people with like ideas of what they want to do and what they want to be um driving who they are um, and so with these episodes, I think moving forward, we're going to, they get to dive a little bit deeper into the emotional, um, hit. And also as, as summer is kind of coming to a close, um, as, um, I guess spoilers, a, a big plot point will be they're heading towards their 13th birthday. Um, and I think they've graduated middle school and are heading into high school. Is that eighth, right? Yeah. Eighth grade. Into or they're heading into ninth, eighth. Yeah. Yeah, so they're 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 heading into ninth grade, and this is a big transition time in their lives. And so to have this this core theme of the, just I guess the tragedy of lost relationships, and and the fact that um, again no one's at fault for it, and usually these sort of um, childhood friends that you just sort of lose contact with. It usually isn't this dramatic of one of them being kicked through a portal. Um, But it's a reality of life. And it's something that like kids watching this are dealing with. And it's something that everyone just, I mean the, the, the quote from adventure zone that like not all endings are created equal. And so sometimes people leave your life in a, like a perfectly poetic way and you have all of your um, ends finalized, but usually not. Usually it's messy. And usually it's like one day they just walk out the door and you just happen to not see them again. I'm sorry, I missed the beginning of that sentence. Where's that from? Uh, the Adventure Zone. It's from uh, the, describing the last time the he logged off of uh, Xbox. <laughs> yeah, no. He never logged back on it. He never saw it. Oh, last time that yeah. Taco last time that taco saw loop sad um okay, yeah that's but great. it's it's a it's a dang good quote i want to like well i don't want to put it on my wall because it's sad but it's like it, it it hits home and like i'm saying it's it's just a it's a really good theme for people at this age to know that like the things you're dealing with aren't like crazy and uh like unheard of or things like that these are legitimate things that people deal with and that like adults still have wounds from as we see with Stan and Ford um, where like sometimes the wounds just haven't healed Um, and and even if you're reaching out to someone or trying to do something nice for them sometimes you just can't 
quite get back what you have. Anyways, it's the tragedy of growing up, um, which is mm. what Dipper and Mabel are going through and what the kids are going through, and it's cool to cool to see that TLDR. Um, Absolutely. But as we as we hit on that, I want to get, I guess, especially Trevor's connection, but also Matt, because we're starting to get towards episodes that you haven't seen yet. What are mm. your hopes for the second half of season two? We've got eight episodes left. Um, what do you want to see? I want to see that thing underground being just a big magnet, and the finale is everyone stuck to the magnet. <laughs> it's just a big ball magnet. Everyone in Gravity Falls is stuck to it, and that's that's episode twenty. That's it. Uh, and they just the magnet like rides they zoom down the into to Stan's face, and it's like, well, we did it again. But and just that's it. Outro sitcom music. I'm the the waiting for, have been waiting for, wanting to see the author and Bill Cipher. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, McGucket got sucked through the portal and pulled back, and he says, User Mgurvnmtoff, which yeah. reads Bill Cipher Triangle when decoded. Oh. Yep. Um, also, I low-key thought when he said, I need somebody I can trust, and he started hearing voices, it was going to be Bill. I didn't think he was going to call hmm. Stan. Like in this hmm. episode, I thought he was gonna like Bill was gonna Spooky. appear and be like, "Let me show you someone you can trust," <laughs> but he's still trapped in the not real world, right? Because Dipper let him out, technically. Oh no! Uh, what's his name? Let him out. Um, Gideon. Gideon summoned summoned him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Which brought him into the like physical realm. For a time, I think he got unsummoned. Who knows? Sort of. Listen. Ford has Man, that, a that space gun, and Bill Cipher's a triangle demon, and I just want to see him fight. That's it. I mean, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't say anything. Um, Gosh, he sounded like Dave. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just... Cute, <laughs> cute. Like you were um, acting out what he said in the episode. It's-a me! Supposed to say, hey, oh, don't say that. Oh, that was the that was the cue. Okay. Our uh, house. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. You know what? I've I've tried to have expectations, and you guys know me. I like to guess the ending before the beginning happens. Mm-hmm. And I I've already guessed the ending is going to be some kind of crazy big showdown. Every character ever will be there, like a line Oof. in the sand kind of battle will be drawn, and they'll fight or something. I don't know. Um, but. I just want to enjoy these last eight episodes <laughs> because, mm. Mm. and I thought this last episode too, it doesn't really feel like gravity falls anymore because mm. Ford is here now. So it didn't just add something new. It added an entirely new everything. It feels different. And there's, you get kind of bored of the mysteries after so many episodes. Mm. So I'm just excited to have a new character with stuff to tell me about whatever kind of triangle <laughs> circle he walked through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I um I mean I accidentally let my autoplay go for a few seconds into the next episode. Uh mm. and the first thing that happens is time for a normal summer. And then Ford just kicks open the door with like <laughs> this one-eyed squid monster on his hand. And I paused right. it right there and I'm like I can't not watch this. <laughs> this is here. So I'm oh. excited that we finally recorded this episode so I can go watch it because nice. oh my I refu- I've refused and fought myself to go too far Good ahead. 
I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm proud of me too, but at the same time I'm like I just I want to watch it now. Yep. Because up yep. to this point, especially with the first season when I had watched a decent amount of it, it was just like, okay, I'm rewatching something and Joey and Matt know about all the good parts that are coming up and I don't know about those, so I'm just sitting here watching the kind of boring episodes again. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's it's very different. I like the, I okay, I'd love the fact that I also, you just spelled out exactly what Dipper er, and Mabel say at the end of the episode where they're like I'm conflicted because like I'm yeah. happy that Ford's here in the same way that again kind of a fourth wall break of like I'm happy that we know who the author is because that's what I've mm-hmm. wanted the entire show but also like things are going to be different yep. and I'm kind of sad and scared that like the show's going to lose itself and that, that's where I was at watching the, the episodes Yeah, so it's, it's cool definitely but I'm excited to see where it goes I really would Sweet. love to see an episode where we get Stan and Mabel doing something and Dipper and Ford doing something because mm-hmm. then we get to see like the double archetypes going off, which would be really Definitely. cool. And I really enjoy that. So I also I feel like there will be conflict because Dipper is going to try to do something with Ford no matter what, even though Stan told him to stay away. So it'll create mm. more tension. I feel like mm. the tension will break within um, my guess is one or two episodes between Stan and Ford. Somebody will break. The other person will cave. They'll get over themselves and realize there are other things in life besides being mad at a grudge for something that <laughs> could have been avoided. So. All righty. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, for I think you let me let me bring up the episode list, but I think, you know, the I think two or three of the eight episodes. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, jumping so off of that. Oh, boy, like ending anyways. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to I'm scared of Bill Cypher coming back because the episodes where he was in were like serious and very <laughs> existence. They were an existential threat to the Pines twins and Stan and, and those yeah. things the, the, like it's a legitimate threat. So it is frightening to think about that. But I mean, he's almost certainly going to return in a big way. Um because he's so tied into everything and like um it's kind of inferred that the whispering that ford hears before he calls up his brother is somehow related to bill cypher that he's like because there was some interaction with the portal he was able to leak out in a little way or something like that um that's that's what i gathered from it so i mean as the portal kind of gets cleaned up and Ford goes goes forward with these things. I I very much see a conflict with Bill happening at some point, but I mean I don't know if it's like the end or if there's something that's been in the background throughout all of this that pops up. I don't know seventeen or eighteen that actually this is the full view of the threat. It might it still include Bill Cipher, but the full threat might be even larger than Bill. You know what I'm saying? Like it could they could pull something like that because they have enough material over the past one and a half seasons to create something like that, a threat that is bigger than Bill, that Bill is mm. still a part of. Mm. So they Here's, might do that. Yeah. I think I'd lean towards them doing that rather than just a Bill conflict. I think mm. they would swing big and make it a even larger than Bill threat. That Bill is still a part of. That's my prediction. I'm, I'm going to stick with that for now. Nice. I'm... It's... Yeah. I want, ah, ah, I, I want, want you to have fun. 
Yeah. No, I want you to have fun. I also want to spoil everything right now, but I can't. Oh, gosh. So I won't. What I will quickly talk about, though, is just the... How good a villain Bill Cipher is. Because he has only been in two episodes. Dreamscapers. Yep. And Sock Opera. That is it. We see him for the first time. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. No, he's also in the um, what's the, the hand that rocks the, rocks the Mabel. Apologies. Yeah. He's in the fourth episode of the first season and the uh, second to last episode of the first season. Then he's in the fourth episode of the second season. Um, and we'll see uh, if, if, yeah, like, if he I mean, comes back. We see he's, more of McGucket. We see just as much of Gideon, if not more. Yeah. As, as far as villains go. McGucket's not really a villain, Bill, but like he's a he was an unknown up until this point. Bill mm-hmm. isn't there, but you're reminded he's there constantly. I pointed this out last week. Yeah. There's triangles all over the mystery shack. There are triangles mm-hmm. and eyeballs everywhere. And that's the whole point of Bill Cipher is that even though he's not in this realm with you, he's still watching you. He still knows everything about you. Oh, like the bye-bye man or something. The, the <laughs> cry-cry man because he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well i am incredibly excited for the future anything else you guys want to hit before i outro us into outro land um uh no i don't think so oh except this is gonna be a nightmare to sink in post. it's gonna be so bad i'm you got it just... joe i that was even better than mine. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. I am the ultimate brother. McGucker <laughs> almost created the personal computer. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yes, oh, he gosh. did. Was a good time. <laughs> Wasting his time wow. on personal computers uh, in yeah. some garage in Palo Alto. I will see all of you next week. Um, that's not true. I will hear. You will hear all of me no. next week. No. All okay. of me hears all of you hear my screams and my zoinks confessions um we'll be back here for that's strange dungeons and more dungeons so good Uh, i love next episode i'm excited we'll be here the squid will be here um i've been joe i'm gonna be matt and this is your best friend trevor remember i'm the cool one for all you new listeners is that what you guys were talking about over in the corner there why would i that's what he said Uh, i mean uh unplug microphone microphone. i'm about the toilet unplug microphone mom did trevor tell you about the toilet